think if you start with why, why am I doing this? What, how does this serve my family, my community, the world, however, uh, however you view it, right? Um, then it gives you that resiliency. Hey Zen friends, welcome to Crazy Zen Life. I'm your host, Brittany Swan. And I'm your host, Shannon Kessler. Join us as we navigate life on and off our yoga mats. This is a podcast about mom life, boss life, and body life. Real conversations about self-discovery and the journey of becoming more mindful in this crazy Zen life. Um, We have a lot of new listeners. This is exciting. I love when you give me those early morning before 8 a.m. text of like, girl, have you seen the numbers? And I'm like, no, what's going on? It's either how many times I said fuck to my kids or <laughs> it's stats on our CZL, which have been great. So I want to say thank you to all those who have been tuning in and pushing play. Thank you for spending this time with us because we love sharing these stories with you. It, it is great. And if this is your first time here, welcome. welcome. Or your second or third, like, thanks for coming back. Yes, yes we, <laughs> we love, love having you. Um, <laughs> but once fun. again, I'm going to introduce myself. I'm Brittany Swan. I'm Shannon Kessler. And we're your host of Crazy Zen Life. Yay, Yay we're here. <laughs> So now we got that out of the way. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, one thing that I'm not on board with right now is fall. Uh, Can I just say the controversial? Yeah. Like, don't email me. Don't text me. Don't right. I, we've Instagram We've all me. been waiting 10 months for fall to get here, and yet here. it's not, not here ready. yet. Like, when it's literally 98 degrees at, like, I don't know, 11 a.m., there's just no hope of getting into the fall feel. Like, I, I mean, I can't even find... I mean, I've seen brown leaves on the ground, but they're dead and dried and, like, about to scorch from the sun. Like, mm-hmm. it's not because they're beautiful They're going to burst into flames. Like, right. It's going to be an ugly fall this year because we've had... The only rain we had was, like, the first three weeks of summer, and then the rain just, like, went away. Like, we haven't seen it since. And I'm no. like, well... No. It's, like, a... It's really bad. But I'm not even here for fall, like, even if it was cool outside. Like, I'm not... I don't want to put booties on. I want my feet to be free. Mm-hmm. I... I am loving some new denim that, I w- that I've been wearing, been rocking. Yes. We're going to share that in our uh, CZL newsletter coming up. But I'm just not ready for it. I, are, I don't want to just... put out the pumpkins. Oh. Well, of course, I'm, me and the pumpkins don't get along, so that's a thing. I know. You hate a pumpkin batch. hate it. Just, I mean. Don't I... email me about that either. <laughs> hate them. <laughs> don't worry. Her children get taken to a pumpkin patch. She's just, just not, by not me. executing that journey. <laughs> it's not her You thing. know where you shine. I don't shine at a pumpkin patch. You don't want me there. No, you really don't. You don't want me there. It's terrible. You're terrible. bitching about boob sweat. You're trying to throw apples at children. <laughs> like it's yes. just a sad day. If you can just bring me the apple butter <laughs> that you buy, that's great. I'm, yeah. um, Which we typically do. We bring you back the apple cider donuts and the apple butter, and you're good to go. Good to go. But that's it's, all you it, I can't do it right, right now. It's too hot. The hay, the hay. screaming children, Mm-mm. the petting zoos. Ain't nobody want to touch those animals, and they don't want to be touched either. No, they don't. They're like, get me out of like this goat is angry at me for reasons that I did. I just got here. I mean, you're like I'm mad because I can't even give me popcorn. Sh- I'm pretty sure that goat has got like things put up his butthole or something. Like I mean, like you never know what children are trying to do to animals. It's weird. You know, it's not weird we're today. Just taking it to a new level, Brittany. <laughs> that that's that's a visual that uh, thank you will be with me all day. Appreciate that. You can't look at that that goat. That goat anyway. butt is now the like, goat butt tainted. <laughs> I can't. I know. I know. Oh, but you know we those new listeners that we talked about. They're like and skip ahead. <laughs> well, just don't skip ahead uh, right. too far because right. we have Natalia here from Love Love Lou and we are yes. super excited to share her story. We are so excited to have Natalia Bishop. She is the founder and chief of happiness of Level Up Lou and Story Louisville. So, mm-hmm. Natalia, welcome. Thank Yay! you, ladies. Thank you. <laughs> She's over here like, oh my gosh, what did I get myself into? No, go buttholes and like, complain like, about pumpkins. Throwing apples and babies. Yeah, okay. I mean, this, is, this is where we are We're, right now. I, I, honesty uh, lives here. I'm there for all of those things. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, we really are excited to have you, and we love your mission. Um, it's very different. So how did all of this come about? So first of all, thank you for having me. I've, I'm so excited to be here. I've been a, a listener. I'm one of those stats in your thing. Uh, so thank you for having me. Um, you know, a little bit about me and how all the companies happen. I, I always kind of said that, like, entrepreneurship was kind of in my DNA. Like, it was the way that my great-great grandmother got out of you know the rural part of the country that she was in i'm from colombia all the way to my mom kind of side hustling her way as 
through being a single mom. Uh, and then we came to the States about 20, almost almost 20 years ago um, through um, the UPS work to school programs. I went mm-hmm. to UofL, got my degree. And I was like, I'm going to live the stable corporate life because who wants to hustle, right? <laughs> um, and that was awesome for about... 30 seconds uh, because <laughs> then you become a parent and then you look at this baby and you know look at him in the eyes and the idea is like I have to teach you how to follow your dreams and do all the things and be all that you can be but how do I do that if I can't do that for myself right, right. so it became a um, a game of um, how do I replace my income that was a cushy awesome income how do I still contribute to my family because some, something that I pro- you know, was very proud to do um, and, and obviously with the support of my husband uh, and how do I do that in a meaningful way how do I stay home with this baby and what what's out there what's my dream like because at that point you're kind of like floating in there kind of figuring out what's next right and uh, it all came down to um to being creative so for me I've always been like a painter and I like like I, I used to love anime growing up like I used to you know like whatever so I would draw and paint and do animation and um and 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 so how do I do that and still make money at it how do I replace my income within the next you know year or two um and still not have to put my kid in full-time daycare I didn't want to do that culturally that didn't really quite sit Mm -hmm. well for me so I did that and started taking photos uh of um him uh, Ethan when he was a baby and then other moms were like oh great photos can you know can you take a picture of my kid and so I started a photography business so here I am I'm feeling great like you know year one or two I've replaced my income life is awesome uh, second kid comes around and now there's two of them I'm still able to you know part-time work still be with them have a, a decent living and everything was good up until like year four when I started to feel like really lonely um and i think one of the things you'll find when you're an entrepreneur or a creative whatever um is that you get into this rut of like you're doing the thing especially if you're like a mom working from home and then you're like i'm gonna do this but let me put a little laundry in or let me go take care of this one thing or the other and you become sort of in this rut over and over and i needed like some human interaction so I opened a co-working, uh, I'm sorry, I opened a uh, photography studio. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, do this thing. I'm going to see more clients face-to-face outside of my home. And... Where was this? This was in Butchertown Market. Okay. Um, so actually, right, like, prior to that, I had met, like, another photographer through, like, a group of friends or whatever. And had tried to do something in, like, the St. Matthews area. Uh, but that didn't quite work out. Like, it wasn't the right fit for us. And... Um, we go to Butcher Town Market. We opened this super cool space, but the rent was like super high. It was like two grand a month. Who, if you're a photographer, you're like, you know, that's, that's a, lot a lot of money. So I was like, how do we, how do I find four more photographers to come in here and we'll like pitch in a little bit of money and cover all the rent and have this kick ass space? So I did. And through that community, like I tripled my income within a year. Oh wow! Of just being able to like sit down yeah. and talk about pricing and like, hey, I'm already booked this week or this month or whatever. You want this wedding? And so our business just, you know, all of us like had, uh, you know, uh, such growth while we were there. Um, and then our landlord um, opened up an additional space in that same floor and was like, hey, I'll give it to you for really cheap. Of course, it was already, you know charging me a lot in the, in the end or whatever but um we we were like okay that's like that sounds like a great idea i'll figure it out we'll get more photographers in here but at the same time that movie tomorrowland with like george clooney had yeah. just came out <laughs> where it was like oh you know you put all the best of the best like the best engineers and the best doctors and the best whatever and you take them to another planet and get like mm-hmm. earth 2.0 like right. you know whatever <laughs> and so i was like well what if we do that locally what if i put like the best lawyers and the best this and that and um and so i went to ikea and did an ikea run and put some tables together with a bunch of Ikea hacks or, you know, a couple grand or whatever. And uh, then Google, is this a thing, right? And it was co-working. That was the, the whole thing, is co-working. And so we were on Story Avenue, so, uh, and we're the storytellers because we're photographers and creatives, so we call it Story Louisville. Um, and so that's how Story Louisville came to be. Uh, it just sort of happened. And uh, and then 
of course we needed to get people into the space and the thing about Butcherton Market is like the building is amazing um, the neighborhood is awesome but where we were located within the building there's literally like light tracks across from where you first walk into the space <laughs> so it was hard it wasn't quite as walkable and um, so we decided where are the where are the people doing the thing right and now that was Nulu you know a couple mm-hmm. blocks down the street so um, the idea was can we open a location that's a little more co- more friendly for you know pedestrians and you can go and get your coffee and get you know food or whatever so we opened a location in Nulu um, but there was still this whole like how do you get people in the door and because I'm a creative and I have a network of creatives, um, I decided, well, what if we start putting like little classes together, right? Like I'll just do a workshop. And a friend of mine, uh, her name is Jordan Kavuma with Thistle and Thread, um, mm-hmm. does motor embroidery. So I was like, hey, Jordan, will you like, would you just put something together or whatever? And she's like, sure. And then a friend of mine uh, was like an event person here at Copper and Kings. And so I would start knocking on all these doors like, hey, would you be willing to do this? And I saw like, okay, there's a business here. And can I do it? And can I do it effectively? So I started doing it. This is like June of 2016. So essentially, um, you were asking these people to offer their craft as a class, class right? as a paid class. Yeah. So the idea was like, how do I... Like um, a workshop. Yeah. So like, you make a little bit of income. Like, we'll pay you a flat fee. Um, you make a little income. But then you also... we get You get to market your product to people that maybe wouldn't necessarily be someone that... You know, for, for example, for Jordan, her thing was like, um, they make their money with the custom pieces. So like, the small pieces that she was teaching other people how to do, that's really not their uh, highest revenue model. It's like, the custom pieces that are hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Mm-hmm. So you go and you take the class and you realize how ridiculous hard it is to modern embroid and then you're like okay yeah sure i'll pay you 150 bucks to do that custom piece right. during the holiday so it is a marketing tool for the small businesses which are typically owned by women um to kind of teach their craft get the marketing out there and then um how do we you know just sort of open them to a new audience that they maybe perhaps haven't tapped before so it started like hey it's going to be this marketing thing it's all going to happen at tour level so we'll get like bodies in the door and people will understand what co-working actually is mm-hmm. and um and then in the process i realized that i would be kind of doing it at the service if it didn't become its own thing um so we started June second of twenty sixteen, and then in March of the following year, uh, it became a spinoff. It became its own company and with its own team and whatnot. So, and it I will attest. I mean, we've done several things with <laughs> Level Up Blue through mm-hmm. Primp, and we have loved it because we've gotten new people in and new faces that continue to be great clients. Mm-hmm. Who again, we didn't have. You know, they weren't our clients to begin yeah. with. So I was like, wow, we're getting paid to get new people yeah. in the door. This is a great idea. So mm-hmm. I love it. And I love that you're offering such a variety of different classes um, within a very interesting scope. I mean, you've got everything from how to decorate cookies to how to start a podcast to the needlepoint. Um, I mean, there's been so many fun things that you guys have offered through Level Up Blue that I'm like, you know what? It's always like, oh, I really want to learn how to do that. But then you're like, I don't even know where to start. Mm -hmm. So you have given people not just a place to start, but like a map. And it's like, I'm your tour guide. Here you go. This is is what we're going to do. So much of it is curation, right? Like, Mm -hmm. of like how to, because throughout the process and and going back and forth of like, why am I doing this? Because it is it's, it's a lot of work, right? Um, and when you first start, it's just you with a square, you know, Squarespace website <laughs> or whatever it is. You're trying to get it all together. Uh, I mean, Louisville is such a great place that people were like, sure, I don't know you, but I'll do it. Like Louisville is um, great for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's amazing. And so, and me being from, you know, not here and people still like not knowing who I am and giving me a chance and opening their spaces to do these things, you know, you took a chance on me. So um, the, the idea of, okay, Okay, why am I actually doing this? If if we're not doing it in in the space, if it's no longer a marketing tool, which we still have classes at Story, but most of them are now outside of Story. Um, why are we doing this? And we started to realize that the people that were showing up were women. Uh, sometimes they would bring their partners, and that was cool because then you have like you know guys in there in the space. So it was either date night or girls' night out or away. But we were also getting a lot of just people by themselves, which I thought was interesting mm-hmm. uh, because I, I was like, I'll never go to a class by myself. But it was really cool because we were seeing the, co- and then they would come and they would come again and again and again and again. And so we started surveying like, why are you coming? And it was confidence building. It was skill training. It was like, I want to do something creative. I want to, scra- I'm a, I'm in finance, but I really 
like the outlet, right? So we saw that as a mission of like, we're connecting these women to each other. We're connecting with, with the city because that's another thing. Like uh, I, my kids went to like Harvey Brown uh, preschool. So a lot of my friends, my mom friends went, went from Harvey Brown, but I operate in Nulu. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I would throw out these names of these cool places and they were like, what? I don't know what you're talking about. Like, never heard of that. Or even down in the West End, like chef space and things like that. And um, I realized that in Louisville, we operate in these bubbles uh, mm-hmm. quite a bit. And so, like, if you live in, for example, in Prospect, a lot of times you won't leave your area to go do something in Germantown, even though there's this it really It feels cool like a lifetime away. It's like yes. 20 minutes away, but it's really so far and away. And everything in Louisville is like, oh, if it's over 20 minutes, we're like, no. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Although we drive everywhere, so we have to. Drive we have to. Yeah. So. <laughs> but a lot of people won't, right? Yeah. And then and they live their whole lives here and not have known that there's some really cool shit happening. Yeah. And so uh, the idea was like, how do we get people out of their bubbles, connect them to their city, show them some really cool stuff, and then also connect them to each other in a meaningful way and then connect them to themselves, right? Of like, hey, I can, I, this is hard, this craft is hard, or this skill is hard or whatever, but I'm going to do it and I'm going to dig in and learn something even though it's not for work for me um so that then became the mission um and so yeah that that was why i i just i really appreciate your mission because i think that creating something just taps in shannon and i talk about this a lot it taps into a different part of your brain and as brene brown says (laughs) you know creativity (laughs) is play with purpose and that we're we're hardwired for that and we're supposed to have that in our lives we're not supposed to be just machines working through like on a factory line right um and we're meant to have a community and build together one of the most interesting things that i've seen and i've observed through you know through the through the process of this thing growing is um what happens when women fail so um we have a class as a pottery class right and i don't know if you've ever thrown pottery before but it's just hard I'm telling you. I was saying, you're, you're I used to love you it. You love a pottery. So, yeah, I love a pottery. I, so I, one of the reasons why, and I'm also like a dabbler, mm-hmm. uh, so I, because I'm a creative, I like to try new things, whatever. Um, and, and I never got a chance to, to do pottery prior to this. So I, from the beginning, was like, we're going to have a pottery class, whatever. And so we put in this pottery class, like last year, we put in this pottery class. I go, I show up to the pottery class. All the dudes in class are like, bowls like the like massive beautiful bowls it's the first time and they're just throwing amazing shit and here i am i'm the only person in class that doesn't get a bowl like mine just complete failure right i couldn't get so bad that the teacher felt bad for me and sent me home with a bowl that he had made but anyways (laughs) the point is when so women tend to not get it the first time during pottery class because it's you have to relax you have to let the clay do whatever the clay is going to do and yeah and you can see the utter frustration or if it's not perfect if it's not exactly how the dudes are like and they're doing whatever right. and they don't give a shit because yeah. it's like it's if clay. i get a bowl like it's cool. mud. <laughs> you know who cares about this stupid bowl right and but we we're like oh my god i paid 35 dollars for this i gotta get it right <laughs> so um it's just really interesting and i think the exercise of failing of trying something new and not being perfect at it or realizing that you like something you maybe didn't know you liked um for women that translates into career it, it translates into your personal life so it isn't about the act of learning how to paint watercolors it's about the act hey i put myself out there and I, yeah i sucked at it or i was amazing at it um so going through that exercise over and over has been i think one of the most joyful things to see and to watch how how people kind of navigate that it's really interesting that's I love that you were able to find like that piece of information. You're like, hmm, but that's, not, that's yeah, very yeah. surprising. That is very surprising because yeah. it's usually as again yeah, like an entrepreneur, you're looking for, you know, why do people like this? Why? Do, but yeah. for you to have the lens of like. Mm, women in failure. This is a very interesting study. Like, I'm fascinated by that. <laughs> but also, when you see those moments, you can step in and say, "Listen, yep, I've seen yeah. it. I've yeah. been here. Yeah. I've been here." <laughs> and that is and the that's whole thing, normal, yeah. right? It's like, how do we normalize that for the ladies? Because again, the guys have got this down. They're they're trained and they're resilient in failure, and we just kind of have the whole like, mm-hmm. oh, if I'm not perfect the first go around, then I'm doing something wrong, right? Um, and so like. Uh, just just for me um that's just one of those things that i, I want to if you can normalize that uh, within yourself and within the culture around you um i mean i think that's that's how we need to be right, yeah. right? so how did you know that this was going to be a business 
Like, when did you, like, <clears throat> like how many classes in were you like, okay. Okay, so, yeah, so the very first time we, our very first class was June 2nd, 2016. Um, I went to my friend Jen, who used to be the coordinator at, um, event coordinator at Copper and Kings. I talked to her, and they had that really, before the, before it was Alexander, it was, like, this really cool space out there, and they had it for weddings and stuff. I was like, listen, I may be able to bring, like, 25 bodies in here. Would you be open if I can get uh, Chef Bobby from Butcher Town Grocery um, to come and or either uh, get a um, one of their bartenders to come and teach a, mixo- a mixology class. We'll use your product, whatever. She's like, sure, we'll do it, whatever. So I go down there and I talk to Chef, and he's a darling. He was like, sure, whatever you need, let me send this person. We're, of course, we're buying like charcuterie boards and shit. It was awesome. <laughs> and he comes in and like actually hand delivers the charcuterie boards. Like, he was amazing. Um, and such a, a great like validation. Like you as a woman getting that validation from someone who's established. It, it made me feel really like, okay, maybe there is something here, right? And then, um, and then we have this class. I couldn't get like we maybe sold like three tickets right so i'm like getting all my friends oh my god like come to these things like just come like my husband's coming my husband's friends are coming just to kind of come and drink and do the thing so we like take some pictures put it slap it on a squarespace website month two so we did like four classes four classes maybe five ten and so on throughout the first six months and it was just me kind of coordinating um but it wasn't really so much about the new people coming, but like the same people were like emailing me. When are you gonna have the next thing? And, da, da, da. and I was like, okay, maybe there's a thing here. And how do I market this? And do I need? What do I need? How, what's the revenue model? So maybe like month five, and it was breaking even the whole time. Like I wasn't really putting any money into it. It was like paying for itself. I decided, okay, I either pull the plug on this thing and don't do it anymore, or, or we get to work and make it its own thing. So probably I would say like January of 2017 was when it really made the, uh, we made the decision of like actually making it. Yeah. Yeah. The business. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, this thing kind of like, happened to me. Yeah, like, you had a nimble footed through it because you're like yeah. a co working space. Yeah. This might not really work yeah. out. Or this yeah. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. might not really work yeah, out. Yeah, for story was a little bit different. Um, for story, because the rent was covered, it wasn't really like going to, like, I was like, if this fails, who cares? Like, again, and because I have a really, and I, I think as a, as a human being, I just have a really high uh, tolerance for, for failure and risk. Um, so I'm like, which eh, isn't common, the by the way. I mean, that's definitely something that you, I feel like need to be really thankful for, because I think, especially being a female, it's really hard for some people to overcome failure and even like understanding that failure is part of the process and failure is the only way to get to success. Yeah. I love that you can see that. Um, but I, again, I just don't think that that's like something normal. that most people are like, <laughs> it's really I not. relate to that. Cause most people, when they fail, they're like, Oh fuck this. I'm out. Yeah. Like, you know, well, I, I think like, okay. So I think I started with a higher tolerance for risk. Um, but also, um, I've trained myself to, and it's not reckless, right? It's not like, Oh, I'm going to go this way and just against all odds, just for the sake of going. Um, but I think if you start with why, why am I doing this? What, how does this serve my family, my community? the world, however, uh, however you view it, right? Um, then it gives you that resiliency. Is it like if, if I'm going to spin a, a concept just for the sake of a concept, it's whatever. Um, if it fails, it sucks, but it's not, it's not this thing where you're like, okay, I'm going to leave, breathe, like do anything I have to do to make this happen. Um, it's not the same, right? So I always kind of started with the, why uh, or going back to that why and figuring that out and then when you fail along the way which you will it just sort of becomes um it, it you first of all in my in my belief system um i believe a lot of impermanence right um and i think that's something that you get mm-hmm. taught through like buddhism and meditation and stuff like that uh, but in mindfulness understanding that two things you're separate from the experience that you're currently going through right now so i don't believe that i am a success i believe that i'm experiencing success at this particular point in my line of a life right so right now yes i am experiencing success but tomorrow i don't know like you know it just you really don't know and then the second piece is because of that it, it is impermanent right so today may be successful tomorrow may be a failure within and right now where i'm at in my career like I could experience those things within the same 20 minutes right complete failure like <laughs> utterly I'm in the corner rocking back and forth absolutely and then I get news that this thing or whatever other thing just came 
through and you feel extremely elated. So it, just really trying to understand um, the process of how it's impermanent and how it doesn't really define you uh, has been really helpful to me to then be able to take greater than normal <laughs> risks and uh, and just saying, when I do experience those risks, well, what's the next step, right? And how do you eat an elephant, right? One bite at a time. <laughs> what's my next bite, right? And and maybe that didn't work. And, and then understanding when to pull the plug too, uh, being humble enough to say like, well, that wasn't, that wasn't that. Yes. <laughs> that wasn't it. What I thought it would be. Let's pivot. And we've done that with Level Up. Uh, mm-hmm. We're currently doing it. Um, we did it when we pulled out of Lexington. Uh, the business model that we thought was going to be there didn't work out. So we pivoted into software. And so we're now launching nationally. But had we not, had we kept going in that direction, we would have spent all of our money mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and not been able to pivot and do what we're going to do next. So that's, you That know. is such a beautiful piece of advice and that's I, I really mean, do I hope everyone like kind of re-listens to that again yeah. <laughs> like back it up yes the theory of impermanence Is because it? it's it's very powerful yeah mm-hmm. and that takes a lot of self-reflection to really see that there's a shit ton of therapy is what right. it is <laughs> <laughs> yes it is <laughs> When you're okay. having, when you're having yeah. too much fun and you exactly. cut it off. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry about that, my friends. I literally just stepped on our recording equipment and cut us off. So, and now we're back. We're good. <laughs> so, failure. Look at failure. 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 Just... failure. We've come a long way in yeah. these uh, yeah. first 80. 25 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say 80 something episodes. I'm like, well, there's always something new happening always. in our studio. Yeah. I mean, love it. But I do hope that we someone re listens to that impermanence because it is a lot. Yeah, that's a And it takes a lot of. Like I said, self-reflection, mm-hmm. introspection. So with that, you were able to find a lot of clarity on your story, Louisville location. And you guys have relatively new space, I think, in June mm-hmm. when you guys opened up the new space. Uh, so walk us through, like, when did you know you had kind of, you were ready to do something more in the creative workspace? So you know how I was telling you this things happened to me? The things happened to me. And I think part of it is... Um, being open to those experiences. Uh, this sounds so juju, but it's really true. Like <laughs> we love um, juju. It's like, oh. it is, and like you know, totally not just like being open. I I really truly believe in in the power of non transactional relationships. Like that for me is the key of how you not just make a business work, but like just how you should go through in life. And Can so, you explain that, what that means to you? So, you know how, like, people have always been like, oh, networking, blah, 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 you know, whatever. That's, like, the key. Like, your network is a thingy. And, and it's true in a, in a way. But to me, it isn't just about, like, hey, I'm going to hand you my business card. Like, because... I lose business cards. I'm sure most people lose business cards and they don't give a shit about your business card. Uh, I don't care if it's car stock or moo or whatever you get. You get it doesn't really matter. Right. I think what people in general, we all really crave is connection, right? Like it's like, I see you and you see me and now we care about each other because I see you and you see me. And so for me, and I, that's just, uh, you know, as a person, I've always kind of been interested in people in general. Um, but for me, it's the power of, hey, I'm not telling you about my life and you're not telling me about your life. And it doesn't have to be like we're best friends or anything, right? But it's like if there's a, a, a connecting piece there and you and you take the time to, to really follow through with taking care of that relationship, not because maybe tomorrow you're going to get me on this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but rather because I care about you as a person. And then when I think of an opportunity or I hear an opportunity, I take care enough to say, hey, Shannon will be great for this or, you know, whatever. So um, if you do that non-transactionally, somehow, some way, the universe waves this little magic wand and makes things kind of come into place. So all of that to say, for example, when the um, when the IKEA <laughs> purchase happened and we spent, you know, the two grand or whatever it was to put some IKEA hack tables together, um, I had a client who happened, a photography client, who happened to be in a position working with the Entrepreneurship Center at the time. Um, it used to be 1804 here. Um, and he was in a, in a position of like an interim director. And part of the plan for this uh, Entrepreneurship Center was to be, they will have a co-working piece. Um, and he said what we were doing completely independently. And he pulled me aside and he was like, listen, I, I want to do the programming, but I don't really want to do the co-working. Is it something you want to do? And this is a relationship I'd had over the last three years. He knew I took care of him and his family. And he knew who I was. And I knew who he was. And I was like, okay, I'll give that a go. Um, so 
that's when, but I had just signed my lease for our new location. Mm -hmm. So then the the risk factor comes in. How do you weigh this? Um, and, and part of it is gut, right? Of like, okay, is the timing right? Because so much of it is absolute sheer just luck, right place, right time, and all of those things. I, I know a lot of people that work way harder than I do and are probably better people in general and that you know i am in the position to, to to take advantage of the timing so it's all luck in my opinion but um you know him looking at me and saying hey i see you i see what you're doing i like it why don't we talk about how we how do you get involved into this process and and so when that happened um and i had to reevaluate does this make sense financially is it going to work what happens if i don't do it like what, what is the the opportunity cost of not doing it um i was like i give it a go you know try or die right or do or die like yola said mm -hmm. uh and, and you, know, <laughs> you, you get in there and you're like all right well, let's do it and so um i pull i put all of my chips and i'm not talking just financial chips uh, some relationships that i shouldn't probably have put in there but i really truly believed on the why and and, and the like and the what how this could change things uh, for our community and for our startup founders and you know obviously for our family too but um that triple bottom line of like we're doing social good and it means something and you know, and we're also probably going to, I, I can make a good living out of this. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So that was for me the factor of like, okay, I can do this, um, but then how? <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Yeah. So then getting into the, what does it look like, revenue models, and really like examining how do we make it work and make it self-sustainable. Um, one of the biggest pieces for me was I wanted to have a... Um, completely independent piece that wasn't either state funded or city funded not because i don't believe in the government but because i do believe that it being a private entity allows you the ability to be nimble and if you're talking about the startup world and the the entrepreneurship community you have to be able to be nimble because they have to be nimble mm -hmm. so um you know that was the the beginning of a really long almost two years now uh of learning becoming a founder myself actually having to go raise capital um and and experiencing a lot of the pain points through that which i could go on a long time about yeah. <laughs> that's for natalia episode two <laughs> <laughs> yeah the yeah. nitty-gritty of how to get this shit done yeah right uh, so uh, the concept of story is something that i don't do we have anything else like that in Louisville, we do or? actually okay. but one of the problems is that people don't know what what a co-working community is or why they should do it, right? Did you have a blueprint for this before you started so, or where did this come from? Remember when I Googled it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, this is co-working, right? So um, at that time, this would have been, what, 2015-ish, 2015-ish, early early 2016, uh, it was March, March-ish, March-ish. <laughs> um, then you Google it and I found uh, there's a local um, space called The Park out in uh, Shelby Park um, that it is um, through Access Ventures, which shout out to Access Ventures. <laughs> they are actually awesome <laughs> people um, providing capital for other um, startups. Um, but the, uh, the idea there was um, that it was very much for the tech developer, the, the tech founder, right? So it's like, not a lot of girls, not a lot of uh, minorities. Um, I mean, there, there are some, but it's just very much geared to the tech, which typically is defined as a white guy in a hoodie. You right. know what I'm talking about? Uh, <laughs> I so, mean, we're, we're just to be honest here. Right. But they have a great community. Uh, it just had its own flavor, right? And then I started looking at it, and of course, WeWork um, was the giant. Um, it, it wasn't as giant as it is now, but it was it was the, the sort of like the blueprint or the mm -hmm. what you aspire to be. Um, so we started looking at it. I come at it from the creative side and I wanted to make sure the creatives were represented because I think the creatives are typically the risk takers mm -hmm. and the web developer with a hoodie could probably stand to, to get a little bit of that. Yeah. And so then my thought was like, okay, what if we um, drive innovation through putting um, really, really creative, high risk uh, kind of people that are out of the box and not your normal folk in a suit. Um, we put some corporations um, that want that innovation. We put the tech piece in here and we just stir it up really, really good and give them beer and kombucha and see what yeah. happens. <laughs> and so that was, that was what we Magic. did. Magic. Yeah. Magic. So far, so good. Well, it's so far, a, so good. It is a beautiful space. Mm -hmm. I mean, no, you've you. got open workspace, you've got brick, you've got exposed Light. beams, you've got mm -hmm. succulents everywhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, I look at these and I'm like, can I just 
like live here a little bit? Is that an option? I mean, you've got uh, like a, a podcast, like recording studio that's mm-hmm. in there. We have so a classroom. Yeah, I mean, and are you able to like? Are there classes that you can teach? Are people so, like hosting them? So, in your space? um, and then we, you and I, probably haven't caught up in a, in a little bit. We haven't, and we're catching up now, which <laughs> there, is great. There's yeah. a lot <laughs> happening, and I think as as a as a community, as an entrepreneurship community is growing, um, there is a lot happening in a really quick amount of time. So um, one of the needs that through the process and of being a, I don't know if you know this, I'll just throw it out there, a stat, but only 2% of all capital raised in the United States goes to women, all right? And only 1% of that capital goes to women of color, aka me, right? Wow. So wow. that, so... In, High five that girl. I mean, <laughs> I know, right? You're like, wait a minute. So it, it's hard. Like, mm-hmm. It's yeah. really, really hard. So through the process, and, and, you know, granted, like, we're talking venture capital dollars, which is like, you know, investments over a certain amount of money, uh, a million and whatnot. But, um, you know, when you look at those stats, and a lot, even less of that money is coming into the Midwest, right? And so it's typically deals happening in like LA and then, you know, mm-hmm. San Francisco, and, and the West Coast and, and then obviously in New York and all that. But how do we how do we solve for that? Um, and how do we and, and me going through that process of like how it doesn't the community at, the, at that point it didn't really reflect our Louisville community, which I happen to find very open and kind and warm. Okay, mm-hmm. um, Chef Bobby is like, sure, I'll do this thing yeah. with you. I know. Right? Um, so my thought was like, how do we how do we how do we break some of those barriers? Not that I have all the answers, but what I try to do was sit down with as many other founders as I could. And I'm talking like from the, hey, I have an idea to, hey, I have a business. And it was like small businesses and, you know, businesses that are in high growth patterns that are making, you know, six million in revenue a year or, you know, whatever. So it was a really big sample size of people that I felt like were very honest and candid with me. It's like, here's what I would need. Here's what I would need. Here's what I need. So through that process, I gather all this information, traveled to like Chattanooga and Nashville and Cincy, um, just kind of see what they were doing um, and realize that we needed more than just the space. Like the space is a really great starting point and it's helpful because then you can walk in. Actually, before I came in today, uh, and we haven't opened our first floor yet, but someone came in and he was like, hey, I need help with a pitch. I have to pitch something on the 15th of October, like in 10 seconds and I need to have a three minute pitch can you help me oh, right wow. um and for him to be able to walk in that was awesome and it was yeah. a founder of color which also made me really yes. really happy yes. so um I was like okay this is working this is going to actually work but we realized we needed services attached to this thing so mm-hmm. we started something called story labs so story labs is our service layer programming education um how do we help the people that are doing the thing out there in a very meaningful way by introducing them to like lunch and learns, um, community building things, um, giving them free access to uh, educational uh, and resources, um, and then just providing them with a community that supports them. We also have a paid membership because remember we have to be self-sustainable. Mm-hmm. So there's a, a if you need more of a guide, if you need more of like a personal trainer, uh, then mm-hmm. you pay for that service. It's like fifty bucks a month. Also, one of the things that we encounter is like people were saying the most is like healthcare is an issue. When you try to make that jump from like side hustle to like, hey, this is going to be my full time thing. Well, how do you provide healthcare for your family? Mm-hmm. So we have group insurance for those people that qualify into the 49. So I'm trying what we're trying to do is sort of remove the roadblocks that in, you know, that inhibit people, all those risk factors that, mm-hmm. that shouldn't necessarily be there. Now, some of them you have to have grit and perseverance and you know, be able to get scar and get back up again. That's what makes a founder a founder and not an employee of a right. corporation. But so we don't want to remove all the books, but the ones that are stupid, yeah. like let's take that out of the equation. It's like community Google. Like yeah. let's just bring yourself together <laughs> and like we can find what, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. And the idea is if you, if you have a curator or a guide through this and you come in and you're like, okay, I have two locations uh, for Primp and I'm ready to scale this thing to $100 million and I want to do it nationwide. And I know I need X, Y, Z. Here's what I've done so far. Here's where I'm going. You define your own definition of success and say, here's where I want to go. Help me plot 
that. And because we have so many service providers and partnerships within the entrepreneurial community, we're able to say, okay, well, this will be the best feed. You should go talk to XYZ. This is a great mentor for you. Da -da -da -da. Then you have like your monthly check-ins so that you get accountable to yourself because we all know how entrepreneurs oh, yeah. we can be a right. little not yeah, all that accountable. That sticky note over every day <laughs> yeah, when it's yeah. something we don't want to deal with. You're like, yeah. eh, and maybe today. maybe you yeah. need a pep talk, right? And yeah. then if that comes to the tune of fifty bucks a month, I think we think it's a pretty open open office hours with service providers of like, hey, I have an accounting question. Maybe you're like a really early entrepreneur that doesn't have the money to go sit down and spend, you know, eighty bucks an hour or whatever with an mm -hmm. accountant to answer basic questions of how to open an LLC, right? So then we provide that service for free and so on and so forth. So we're working on it. There's a lot mm -hmm. uh, on that. And then as far as the classroom goes, it's just a community space that we're hoping to put together, uh, again, resources, but also training. So like, say, uh, a corporation wants to come in and train their co their employees or whatever, it can be rented by the hour or not. So. That's awesome. You doesn't love that. I know. Right? Go to a pretty workspace. And yeah. their brisket belly. Brisket belly is next door, so it's it's oh, bad. I've been there so yet. Bad for you. Been there but you've got either. the kombucha to help with yeah. the brisket belly, <laughs> yeah. so it's good. Also, <laughs> right, right. It's it's all balanced. You know, sense. you got to just. We're living in duality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I am really excited about all the things that are unfolding. And I love that you are just about community. And and you know what? My really, my, my the most exciting piece for me right now is. Um, because again, through the lens of diversity and inclusion and being a woman, um, I realized that while there are pain points for everyone, the women and people of color and LGBTQI plus community, they experience their own sets of shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? And so how do we address that? So uh, in July, July, yeah, July, we, uh, story, um, was able to bring the Wild Accelerator, which I'm not sure if you're familiar with, is an accelerator for female founders under our umbrella to kind of help with resources. Um, the company that founded the Wild Accelerator and did the branding for them is called Kale and Flax. Uh, they're great friends, and they actually gave gave us um, the the rights for the brand for like a buck, which was. Oh, wow. awesome. Just to, for sell. us to put basically <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> our fuel and our resources and our staff behind it and continue to grow it. So um, with that in mind, we are running the cohort right now. So there's six uh, female founded businesses going through the cohort, uh, learning how to scale and do all the things. And there'll be like a pitch demo in October. Um <laughs> So come to that. And then yes. also, do you have um, the date? I do. Okay. Um, I think it's a 26. I can't remember off the okay. top of my head, but yeah. I will give the information yeah. you want to put a link on there. But there, we're also fundraising for that. But beyond that, um, we are working on an actual female space, a co-working space that will be specific for how females um, to get like, you know, how to, uh, how to negotiate. It'll be programming that's specific to women, how to negotiate in your corporate job, how to learn confidence and how to come and, you know, and present your, how to pitch your idea to your boss, right? How to step out of the side hustle and become a full-time, whatever, it's smart, in a smart way, how to invest, which I think is one of the biggest pieces. Talking about money. Of like money how to money. talk about yes. money, how to budget for your things. Mm -hmm. um, and so a lot of like digital skills and financial skills, but we think of ourselves a lot as non-technical uh, founders. You'll find that really quickly. So you may have a great idea, but not know how to put tech behind it. So how do we bridge that gap? And so that's the really exciting piece. And we're also, for your listeners out of town, we're putting together an online community um, with that same thing. But it's just like, hey, you get in there. There's forums. There, there's open office hours with founders that are doing the thing out there right now and raising capital. But also a community of people in the corporate sphere of like doing, how does it feel like to be in the C-suite and, and the, the things that you're experiencing currently and just peer groups of that sort. So that's coming in 2020. That's... I mean, it's exciting. Cool. But you know what I think, I too? I just feel like if Natalia had a rocket ship, <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to be attached to it because it is oh, launching into great places. It's yeah. going. It's a, it's a, it's a crazy. Yeah. I'm kind of seeing, though, is that you, like, humans want to help humans. Yes. Mm -hmm. No matter what. I think that that is a, a part of our DNA as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you're just putting, like, just so much momentum behind it. You're like, listen... Come with me. We can help each other. Yeah. What and a great message. I do want to talk about something you said before that was very interesting. We both talk about this all the time, about how creativity is such an important outlet for people. Mm -hmm. And for someone who is a creative like yourself, who has been able to put on your creative hat 
But you've also done the work to learn the lingo and to mm-hmm. do the hard, you know, research on how to become more business savvy or, again, just learning things that you didn't know or maybe that didn't come natural to you. But why is it important for you to keep creativity in your spaces? Um, well, one of the things that I feel like is really important, um, the physical space has to be energetic and exciting um, and it has to sort of spark something in you, if that makes sense, right? Um, because if you come into a space that's dull and maybe doesn't have a lot of natural light, uh, like and looks like a cube and whatever, your your soul kind of dies a little yeah. bit. <laughs> and I do have to shout out real quick to yeah. Natalie Odo Design and their team, who was the very first person to invest in me, I would say, uh, in terms of this space. When I didn't know, like, I mean, I was just some girl, right? And uh, coming like, hey, I have this idea. And she put a lot on the line for me um, to kind of come in and, and do something, that commercial work that was completely out of their scope because I begged forever. <laughs> and That's she didn't know me for a So anyways, <laughs> having someone like that get behind you um, that says, hey, I see your vision. I want to jump into this. And here's why it, the space has to feel a certain way um, that's creative and exciting um, for us to find that within ourselves. It's, com- it's almost like a mirror, right? Like you're mirroring what you, the energy that you want out of the space. And, and I feel like you have to keep that creativity in to to give you a nod or to give yourself permission to be a little reckless uh, and therefore innovative. Like you can't innovate if, not, if you're not necessarily getting out of the box, right? Uh, mm-hmm. The whole point is to get out of the box. So if your space feels that way and the community and the programming allow you and give you permission to bring your whole self there, uh, a little reckless, it's good, right? Uh, so like our password for our Wi-Fi is get shit done. Right, like just, just things like that that you wouldn't like necessarily like. We have a candle, and the name of the candle like it's got our scent. That we can need. I just tell you one thing? Yeah. That's th- my alarm. Get that's the done. title. Get, get shit done. done. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> why not? My alarm's like get shit done. I'm like, I still push snooze on it. But I love yeah. That. So like work parties are candle scent. Like our, uh, you know. So so like, how do we keep people sort of like okay? You know, it isn't. Like, you know, it isn't just like I'm gonna come to work and be isolated because you could do the same thing from the coffee shop right like whatever um but the idea is the power of that non-transactional i'm gonna meet new people every day i may make a contact that i didn't know before there's the power of that community behind it and then the power of people kind of allowing you to be yourself and encouraging you to be a little crazy yeah uh, not too crazy but a little. <laughs> <laughs> we all need that like that's I feel like that's really part of w- what makes you you I mean mm-hmm. if you're just mm-hmm. you know going along and just checking things off a list every day like it's yeah. mundane it's yeah, yeah. It, it'll it's it super boring it is. it's super boring it'll drive you batshit crazy yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. don't want that yeah no well, we love sharing this story. I know. That's why you're, you're such a badass. I love you so much. <laughs> you guys are such badass. I love what you're doing with this. I think it's amazing. And I think it's a really great way to show people that, yes, it can be crazy, but it can also be zen, right? Yeah. Like all of it. And, and I love the I love being here, and I really appreciate you Aww. letting me. Well, we know you're it. super busy. I mean, I, 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 you've introduced me to that new app, um, which allowed me to see your schedule. What is that? It's app? Calendly. Yes. So a hack, life hack, y'all. Like, it is Calendly. We're going to download like this. Eight bucks a month, and it allows you to set up different types of meetings. So when you need to schedule, like, I no longer have to go back and forth mm-hmm. and you know, send 25 emails, like, what's a good time for you? I just send a link, and then you pick whatever time works for yeah. you that I blocked out, it pre-blocked out. Yeah, shows right. you her whole calendar for October, and it's like, if it's blue, it's available. Yeah. So I was like, this is the easiest person I've ever scheduled yeah. in my life. Yeah. I mean, it took really me eight months to get here, but... It took like four months. I know, it really did, but, but that's okay. It, but it worked really out for fun. So yeah. Calendly, um, I definitely highly recommend it. Um, you can do, like, if you have a team, you can do multiple people in the thing. Mm-hmm. And um, and again, you can schedule, like, whether it's, like, 15-minute phone calls or 30-minute meetings, and then you can just send people the link that you want to send. So, I'm here. For, I'm I know. That. I'm here for that too. Uh, but work. I do want to, um, before yeah. we leave, I know that oh, we're no, no, way you're past good. our time. You're not, we're um, good. Yeah. Before we leave, I want to talk a little bit about where we're going with Level Up because I think it's super exciting. That's so funny. <laughs> we were actually, that's on the list. <laughs> like, we're doing our crazy next? notes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. On our giant uh, index card. Yes. And I also yeah. want to say um, that I really appreciate that you didn't open with um, 
how do you balance work life? I hate because it doesn't it doesn't it exist. exist. It's, so thank you yeah. for Absolutely. not Girl, being that, please. ladies. No. Do you know how <laughs> we never do that to you? We do. Too. I'm like fucking stop asking me that question. Hey, we've oh, why my hair is curly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, There's another thing. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Something that I started doing, and this is kind of a terrible hack, but it's whatever. Um, so I started experimenting with wearing no makeup and letting my hair be it's natural, crazy. So I started doing the curly girl method because I have giant hair. Yeah. Um, and seeing, so I'm only two months in, and it's a little crazy. I'm on like day four right now, so I don't hate. I know, I but love it. I love it's your, like hair. your hair. It's is amazing. Yes, <laughs> we'll have to see how. So great. I feel like I have, you know, a really giant hair, but uh, it's like because I was spending so much. I'm spending probably what 45 minutes every other day blow drying and styling, and. I think that's bullshit. I yeah. think that, that's bullshit that I should have to spend that. And my husband's like walking out, you know, I'm not no, even, like yeah. he has a shaved head. So I mean, come on now. Anyway, so I was like, all right, so I'm not, not wearing any makeup at all, but I will, I, I've got my makeup routine to two minutes. Fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. I now spend a total of maybe 10 minutes in the morning getting ready. Um, but after my shower, obviously, yeah. um, but it's been really awesome to gain that productivity. Yeah. Uh, and I think it shouldn't be just men that are able to do those things. I but agree. Anyways, yeah. Do you, feel like, non-attachment to do you it. feel like though that's helped your, your, uh, your self-confidence? Um, I think that it's really interesting because sometimes you walk into certain places and, but again, I've kind of had to learn to embrace my whole self mm-hmm. um, and, and say, Hey, you know what? This is, this is it. Like, this is like, you know, white guy with a hoodie. Right. But me, <laughs> this is yeah. my white guy with a hoodie. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, big hair, uh, maybe yeah. a, a touch of um, like lip gloss or whatever, glossier yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then a uh, boy brow and go. Yeah. Right. And so, um, and I'm also 35, which. You're 35? Yeah, I am. Oh my gosh. Well, I would just like to also point out this is our second guest that has been on the 40 under 40. Oh. Like, cool. I love that. I know. It's fantastic. <laughs> I know. I love that so much. <laughs> love it. Thank you. Yes. But Good for you. Yeah. So it's been it's been interesting just to kind of where can I life hack certain things oh, and, yeah. and and do productivity and things like that that allowed me to spend more time being with the kids or in the mornings, right? Like mm-hmm. that was one of my biggest pain points is like, okay, if I'm doing this, I can't be with my children and mm-hmm. eat up my time and whatnot. But anyways, um, with level up, back yes. to level up. So mm-hmm. remember how I was telling you that we kind of failed in Lexington? Um, we realized really quickly that the model, the business model that we had, which was basically taking care of logistics of our classes um, and, and doing all of that um, was too time consuming, too much overhead and not enough return on investment. So while everything else, the brand was alive and well and all of that, we weren't able to really replicate um, in, in a way that made sense for the profit margin that we we're looking for. So back to back to the mothership we <laughs> we say hey we we love being here so far and our teachers were amazing but our quality wasn't where we wanted it to be we found it really hard to have a remote stream so let's cut this off pause stop right now press stop and and see how we do this and so we started thinking and one day i'm in the shower because this, this is where i do my best thinking in the shower same <laughs> we say the same thing i love you guys no it starts with hey, i was in the shower today guess what <laughs> i'm like hey guess what happened um so i and now like i do that all the time and so i have a notebook uh, right ne- in my counter and so as soon as i get out i'm like oh you know what right I'm you have to yeah yep. so um the thought came was like okay well how do we scale this like how do we meaningful scale it and where's my overhead where's my tipping point whatever um and I, we realized that we are at a place where our teachers should be getting more and but in order for us to do all the things that we want to do we need to have a full staff so it's like okay this isn't going to work if we do it in every city but what if we centralize the process and allow people to self on board uh and we use technology to do those things we still become we still stay the curators the marketing team that we are but Take the pain point out of for the teachers, which is the biggest pain point is like, where do we find a space to, I want to do it. Yes, I'm a teacher. I want to do this, but I don't know where to host a class. Like, I don't know anyone that has a space or whatever. So how do we continue to solve for that pain point? Then let people sell phone boards, do the classes. We curate the process, make sure that the marketing is good, that the descriptions and the bios and they're priced correctly and let them put that stuff online on their own. So we built, for the last year, we've been building a uh, software platform, it's SaaS, so software as a service platform um, that we are hoping to launch here within the month. Uh, we're actually sh- uh, 
doing a crowdfunding campaign on iPhone women um, to bring it to more cities. So the idea is um, for people to do this as a subscription, kind of like class pass, mm-hmm. right? right? Where you can come in and then learn new skills and you pay 40 bucks a month or whatever it is and you come to different number of classes and you can app it however you want to. So it'll be... I love that. We'll, we're focusing on five categories, which is arts and crafts, uh, wellness, mm-hmm. lifestyle, career, which is going to be, you know, yeah, like huge confidence and all that. And then... Um, we have a um, an entrepreneurial track as well. So that's the the hope is that we can get these local experts to come in, do the thing, same type of quality, but then it takes us out of the equation a little bit. Right. We give more of the money to the teacher, so it's like 80% of the class goes to the teacher or 70% of the class, depending on the master class or whatever. Um, and then we just become sort of like the vehicle to market um, those those classes and then to you know collect the revenue from from the client. So I wish you the best with that. It's exciting. Yeah. I hope everyone kind of thinks about maybe with something that they could step out of yeah. their comfort zone with. Yeah. And it's worth it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, forty bucks to yeah. experience something new and expand yeah. your yes. life. Yeah. Sign me up. I mean, <laughs> yeah. That's genius. I love that you were able to to see like the big picture, like take a step back. Cause you're mm-hmm. like, okay, we know this product works. We, it's, it's proven well in this market, but it's proven well because we, we made it happen. Right. Like the system is what created yep. like the, you know, the process, but you were able to take the process and be like, wait a minute, but also we can too- scale it. We can make it bigger. Like why keep it to 35 people when you can bring it to millions of people? Mm-hmm. How do you do it? And, and the internet's so vast. Like it's so hard to find the exact information sometimes that you need. And, so, or even something that you trust. Yep. So this is like a trusting. Place. Yeah, it yeah. kind of goes back to that whole like community of. And, and like, we'll still keep it in person. Let me yeah. make that clear. So it'll be it'll still be the same format where yes. people can still go and do that in person. Now we may have some online content there, but the idea is like let's keep the exact same format going because one of the things we have in our survey at the end of each class, and we have now over two thousand participants on this survey, and the question at the end is, would you prefer online or in person? And ninety eight percent of people have said they prefer in person. Which I found really because I mean you can find this information on YouTube right for free. Sure. But they're all like I want the immediate feedback. I want to be able to talk to someone about what I'm doing and whatever. So yeah. it's really cool because we're seeking community. You know, like that's what we're doing, and this gives people a tool to curate and know that what you're saying, like that it isn't mm-hmm. just some janky. You know, am I gonna get? In trouble or whatever yeah. or by going somewhere I'm not sure about mm-hmm. but well, trust it. yeah it's like trust. one of the classes that we taught that we loved teaching is how to do like the flat iron curls and it's mm-hmm. something that you know when people get in there you've seen a thousand videos on and how to how do it how many times do we get asked about this um, daily yeah. Well, not even just Shannon, it, yeah, just from the print, just but, through us. Yeah, just mm-hmm. like craziness. When but, you're walking around, yeah. people are like, how, did like, you how do you do that? with your hair? And you're like, we have a video. But it is so different when you yeah. have somebody there being like, you know what, I see. You're like, it's not turning out right. Yeah. I can pinpoint exactly why it's yeah. not turning out right because yeah. I can see where the breakdown's but, happening. But think but, about that. It's not about the curling of the thing. It's about yeah. the confidence that you're getting because now I know how to do this. Exactly. And now I'm going to rock by meeting because my hair is freaking amazing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the whole point of it. Like yeah. bringing it back to the why. And so we're super pumped. So when you yeah. launch this, yeah. make sure you let CZL know. Yeah. Because uh, we will blast it. We're that's in amazing. 13 different countries. So, yeah. uh, uh, so we well, can, yeah. you know. So yeah. our, our, our launch, uh, our iPhone Women campaign launches in on October 15th. So we'll, oh, t- we'll be doing that for a full uh, month. Um, and so we're hoping to raise some money that way cool. and to just kind of patch us through our, um, our next big fundraise which will be more of like an equity raise. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're excited. That's awesome. A lot of exciting stuff. Yes. Yeah. Well, we, we like to end the show with like some fun questions. Yes. Um, I do have a new one. You haven't heard this one yet. Oh, Lord. This is great. Dun, dun, dun. Do you prefer <laughs> the milk before the cereal or the milk that comes after the cereal? Wait, 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 wait. Okay, I have some questions. <laughs> yes. See, her, her, her questions are so cryptic. And I'll tell you what. Are, are you drinking it out of the bowl? Yeah, are you taking a here. swig in a cup? <laughs> okay, I'll tell you why this question came up. Because there was a conversation, like, does the milk taste different? Like, you pour the cereal in the milk and you're eating it. Does the cereal, do you like that? That first bite initial. of like the initial milk taste, or do you like the after the cereal has been yeah, like the milk marinating in there? I, I will go all day with the later. With the like, later, later okay, milk. Okay, okay. <laughs> see, I'm a she likes sugar milk. milk. Yeah, she does. <laughs> she exactly. She yeah. likes actually. She likes yeah. sugared coffee. No, sugar coffee, coffee sugar. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Okay. So yeah. Cool. So you like the later end yeah, of the milk. Okay. For sure. Got it. Mm-hmm. Infused is- milk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cereal, Cereal infused. infused milk. I think that's a thing. We that just made a new thing. product that just now. Be. Stop. Stop right now because I may do it. <laughs> You're like, oh, wait. Okay, hold <laughs> well, on. I need to innovate. That is so random. But I love it. Things. What is your favorite cereal? I actually mm-hmm. don't consume a lot of cereal, to be honest with you. Um, I, I do a lot of intermittent fasting in the morning, so it's kind of hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if I had to pick, I, I love Fruity Pebbles, which I know is horrible for you. Um, and then just, um, what else do I like? We're not judging here. Yeah. No, I'm you don't have to say think. granola. No, 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 no. I wouldn't because that's not a thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I I would say, uh, what's the other thing we eat a lot at the house? Like um, the, the, the ones that's like, Cocoa Puffs or whatever, mm-hmm. but we use like Mother's Best. Oh, yeah. yeah. Try, oh, those I are try, good, though. I try a little bit. The gorilla with the kids on the packet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the gorilla yes. one. So it's good. I like the chocolate. I either go mm-hmm. chocolate or like full on fruity. Yeah. That's it. See, I don't eat my cereal in the morning. I always have it for a snack, hmm. like in the Me afternoon. Too. It's really hard or to eat. Sometimes for dinner. You know what I've been like... totally jamming on? What? Honeycomb. Oh, love a honeycomb. Me too. But it doesn't taste the same as it did in the 80s. I just want to break it down to you. And you know what doesn't else. What also doesn't taste the same? Honey Smacks. Oh, you can't get I, I tried them. I, I was I was so, I talked this up to my kids and they were so <laughs> excited. Ruby Jane had one bite. She's like, this is terrible. And I was like, you're right. What if they do Honey Smacks? <laughs> maybe, maybe we were sold something. I bet in that was 80s. before they had. They probably had like chemicals that weren't banned back yeah. then. That made it taste like, so delicious. Like rate formaldehyde. And, and now we're like, oh, yeah. that's why it tastes yeah. that good. Yeah. 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 But yeah. I'm going to tell you, honeycomb. Try it, mm-hmm. but it's not the same as in the '80s. But mm. I'm still, I still like it. That's like, I mean, <laughs> you like, could, I could really only get like four of those. Now they're big. They are. <laughs> it's like <laughs> they are so big. They varied in size too. I'm like, who's crafting this? <laughs> this, this machine was broken. This one was on. This is all ratchet. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, sorry. If, if our friends want to get in touch with you, how do they find you? So, um, for my own Instagram account is Natalia underscore Bishop. Uh, and um, for um, Level Up is at LVL App Official. And then at Story is at Story Louisville. Cool. Yeah. Well, we will be in that space for yeah. sure. Yes, Very awesome. Awesome. We're excited to yes. have you. And thank you so much for thank stopping you guys. by today. Thank and you. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we will see you guys next week. Thanks for sharing your time with us. Help keep the CZL momentum going by rating our podcast and writing a review. If you love what you heard in today's episode, snap a screenshot and post it to your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag us.